0: Welcome to B.O. Boy's election night special. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And Pat, the numbers are in. We've got Come Play, number one film in America.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is November 3rd, and let's talk about the results that everyone is Uh, has been waiting for the weekend box office. Um, Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot of people in the country who make their living making predictions. They make their living giving probabilities. They make their living telling you what they think is going to happen. And then when the thing happens, it doesn't matter whether they were right or wrong. But we made some predictions and we were right
0: we were dead on yeah there was a lot of anxiety as to whether come play would be able to to do what it needed to do Mm -hmm. in a in a very weak box office and you know what 3.1 mil in 2,183 theaters so uh, it, it it was about you know one point four one thousand four hundred twenty nine dollars per per theater, mm-hmm. you know not too slabby, but listen, the, no movie is making bank right now. I no. think this is about as as well as you could expect. Come play to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, the per-screen average, it was about three times as much the next highest per-screen average out of the top ten. So, I mean, it's pretty clear this is the movie everyone wanted to see this weekend. This movie, I would say, succeeded about as much as you can in this environment. Like, this is a pandemic hit. Um, yeah. It's it's a win for those involved. You know, I think it's a it's a it's a win for the star Jillian Jacobs, who everyone pretty much only knows her through television. You know, she's been in a bunch of sort of indie, you know, talky indie movies that really never go anywhere. But she's at the top of the box office this week. You know, she's a scream queen now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a good the pandemic has been very good to the ladies of community.
1: Oh, you're right. Cause Alison Brie was uh, in the rental at the top of the charts. Wow. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. That community is now producing these, these pandemic box office stars. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, if I'm Joel McHale out there and I'm seeing this, I might, am I firing my agent that I wasn't, you know, ready to go with a pandemic horror movie for this? Maybe, maybe I am. You,
0: you know, I think it's more people want to see the women from that show and yeah, Donald Glover true. and no one else. Yeah, that's true.
1: I think that's, I think one of the lessons of the pandemic is that, is that people, when it comes to the cast of community, they they really only care about the ladies, uh huh. Um, if at all, yeah. But no, this is this is a big win. You know, we'll do our looks toward next week later. I'm I'm kind of curious if come play is very specifically a Halloween weekend type hit and then totally drops off. I don't think so. I mean, I think this is a situation where it's a new movie that feels like a real movie and. Whoever's going to the movies, they'll keep going to this for the next few weeks.
0: Well, we need we will at the end of this talk about a new movie that's coming out next weekend or this coming mm-hmm. weekend that could unseat it. Okay. And it's it's aiming at a, a different demographic, but we'll get into that uh later. Okay. But, you know, for for it came out the weekend, it should have came out, come play, mm-hmm. and I think it did what It is what we thought it was, or at least what Mm -hmm. we hoped it would be. Mm -hmm. So that's good.
1: Do we want to discuss, you know, Come Play is an example of this deal that Universal Studios has made with the AMC theater chain in which new movies are going to come out in AMC theaters and they are going to get these 17-day... The, you know, theatrical exclusive windows where they could only play in a the theater, but then once you hit day 18, Universal has the option to then immediately put these movies on PVOD. So come play falls into that where it's a focus feature Universal release. it'll be theaters only for a couple of weeks, and then we might see it on PVOD.
0: Yeah, so think about this that is very interesting. Is that it's seventeen days? If people are don't don't understand and and mm-hmm. don't know how much of a shrink that is from the regular window, the regular window is seventy five to ninety days. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're talking going from a, a few months.
1: Right, it's three months to two and a half weeks, basically, where a movie which, could only play in a theater.
0: That is an insane shrink. Yes, yes. That is shrinkage. That is major shrinkage. It's completely upending, you know, theatrical because, but again, this pandemic has made theatrical become just another avenue as opposed to the avenue. Right, right. And they're lucky they're getting, the only way they're getting these movies, the only reason Universal is releasing these movies into theaters is because of this shrunken window. Otherwise, the theaters would have nothing except for IFC movies right? and that ilk.
1: If If it were not for the shrinkage policy, there would be pretty much nothing new of note in the near future. Like, you look at that upcoming slate, Barring Warner Brothers Wonder Woman, which we'll talk about later. It is pretty much all Universal Studios movies playing in the shrinkage window. And that's about it. So, I mean, I think that... Listen, I said this from the beginning. This is a good deal for everyone. This is what the, the movie business should be moving towards, which is... Tiered pricing, tiered distribution. If you want to go see Come Play Halloween weekend in the theater, you got a hot date. You got a you know or regular date. Doesn't have to be a hot date. You got a date. You go see it that weekend. But if not, you wait a couple of weeks, and it feels like a brand new movie when it's on PBOD. Like I'm excited to see Come Play in a couple of weeks. I will spend twenty dollars to watch it.
0: Yeah. And that and that's the thing to remember is that it's not like it's going straight from theaters to a streaming service or straight from theaters to five ninety nine rental. Right. It right. it's gonna be like you said the twenty dollar price point to rent, which mm-hmm. is still a, a pretty penny, and I would still think that that's a good revenue stream for these for these movie studios. Right. And and. A movie like Come
1: Play, the only real reason that you're going to spend 20 bucks on PVOD to see Come Play is that it feels new. You Mm -hmm. know, like if, if, if Come Play didn't hit PVOD for four months, five months, when that finally hit, it would just feel like such middle of the road... The same kind of thing that I could just put on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Shutter or just it—it it wouldn't feel like a value. It would feel just like uh, streaming garbage. But because yes. it's coming right off of a big theatrical run, it doesn't feel like streaming garbage. It feels like a real new movie.
0: It—it—it it, it centers it in the zeitgeist. The way that most films, when they go to rental, don't yes. feel. Yes. Unless they're huge movies. Unless it's it's uh, your endgame, your Joker, your right. bad boys right. for life. Those kind of big movies. But otherwise, like an example, Kajillionaire, mm-hmm. which is the film Miranda July recently did. Now that is a theatrical and PVOD at the same time. Yes. Which we've seen we've seen companies do this. Yes. So that was a film that
1: It's Your Trolls World Tour model.
0: Yeah, that's a film that if that was a movie that came to the theater, left and then was a rental f- like 90 days after mm-hmm. and then ends up on a streaming site, I don't even watch it. No. Because it doesn't seem zeitgeisty, it doesn't seem that important to me, but there's something about the fact that it is new that made me more inclined to want to pull the trigger on it, which I didn't, because I'm on a, you know, I'm on a budget right now. Right, right, of course. But I was more likely to, I gave it so much thought, as opposed to just seeing it on Prime and being like, oh, that movie was... From six months ago, I don't need to yes. watch that. nobody's talking about that film yes
1: and and, and especially these days uh, you tell someone six months ago it feels like ten years ago the way time moves right now yeah, so, especially now right so so that theatrical window being 90 days, 120 days, you might as well when your movie comes onto video or PVOD you might as well say this movie's from 15 years ago. Like that's yes. the way you have to have shrinkage because time in general on earth for humans has experienced shrinkage. So the theatrical window must follow the 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 same shrinkage pattern that just our lives have 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 taken. It's all shrinkage.
0: It's the natural churn of culture. Yes,
1: yes. It just is well, shortened. And the other thing about a movie like Come Play Number one at the box office. You know, when that comes out on PVOD in 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 14 days from now, you're also gonna have that winded at sales of having been number one for one week, maybe two weeks, who knows? And people hearing about it in that way. People have listened to the B.O. Boys talk about Come Play being number one at the box office. You know, people don't download Podcast same day all the time, so you might have a wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, who doesn't hear this episode for another week or two. They hear us talking about Come Play, hear us talking about how Come Play is number one, and then they look at their their uh, you know their uh, Apple TV, and there's Come Play available to rent. They're going to rent it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It 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 also it's it's funny because that everybody talks about. Spending so much for promotion, right, mm-hmm. and ads. This way, you can you can kind of make that ad spend all at once. Yes, or at least close to it. You kind of know, okay, I'm going to spend. We're going to spend this much ads for it theatrically, and then this much for it uh, in 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 home video. Right, and then that I feel like will, will shrink that as well because that's this expansive like six month endeavor.
1: Right. Well, think about, you know, we're coastal elites, New Yorkers, a big way Mm -hmm. that that advertisers get have gotten to us over the years. And I imagine that's the same way in other uh, elite cities and maybe even in the stacks where they have billboards is seeing posters up as either billboards or on subway platforms. You see these movie posters up and oftentimes the posters won't come down immediately after the the movie has come down. Sometimes it'll be a couple of weeks later, you know, that the poster is still up. They haven't, mm-hmm. you know, they, listen, these people who who work in the subways, who work on the billboard companies, they're busy. They can't they can't meet all their deadlines. They can't switch the ads out at the right time. So they're there a little bit longer. So when you have an ad spend like that, your movie poster it'll be up for the fourteen Seventeen days that it's out in theaters, and it'll probably be up for the first couple of weeks of PVOD. Yeah, and it's just as good, but it's very rare that that movie poster will be up ninety days later, because usually by then, the you know the people who switch out the subway posters, they've gotten around to switching it by then,
0: or it's been defaced to the point of it not being a promotional tool. Yes. Yes,
1: that's actually the bigger thing, is that you have usually will get a couple of weeks before someone draws, like, the first penis up the nose of your star, the first time they draw devil horns, first time they cut the eyes out. Like, that'll take a few weeks, but by 90 days later, when your movie is coming out on PVOD through the old window... Your movie poster is, has been so defaced, it's a it's a deterrent to watching the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it, uh, then it's just a reminder of our crumbling society and, and infrastructure. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: If, like, Come Play had a traditional 90-day window and the subway posters and the billboards were still up in 90 days when it finally was time to go on PBOD— I mean, come on. We're looking at Jillian Jacobs with uh, devil eyes. You know, there, there's political slogans written on it, um, hashtags everywhere. It, it's a mess. And you look at that, and you're like, I don't, I don't want to rent this movie. No. It's true. So, yeah. I mean, I think this this 17 day window is going to be great because the posters they'll be defaced, but they won't be. So defaced that it's alarming. They'll be. It'll be that first wave of of poster defacement where it's like kind of funny.
0: Yeah. So let's let's move to number two. Let's do it. Honest Thief mm-hmm. dethroned. Had a good run. Had a good run though. Yeah. Three weeks at number one. Mm-hmm. It made one point three million dollars, down forty one point seven percent. It's in. Uh 2360 theaters, lost some theaters, mm-hmm. which is surprising so early in its run. It it's losing it lost 142 theaters.
1: Especially as I look at not to jump ahead, but the number three movie, War with Grandpa, gained theaters this week. So it's it's interesting to see that Honest Thief is losing so many theaters.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Uh of nine point five million dollars. So mm-hmm. You know, this is going to get to 10. It's going to get to maybe 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can really hope for right now with a film like this. Yeah. Not much to really say about Honest Thief at the moment. It didn't break out in a way
1: that you you held some hope that maybe a Liam Neeson action movie could have possibly broken out a little bit and overperformed. I think the thing about Honest Thief is that it didn't really overperform.
0: Yeah, and I also think, I mean, I don't know much about the film, but I think the fact that we're not talking about the concept of it, it, it doesn't have a great, great hook, at least that I know of. And I what think. What is the concept? I've actually never thought to look it up, and
1: I just took the title for granted that he was a thief who I guess didn't steal, or I assumed a Robin Hood situation, honestly. Honest Thief makes me think Robin Hood.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The fact that we don't know means that society hasn't spoken about it. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't look it up because this movie has not succeeded enough for us to just know.
1: Yeah. If it it doesn't hit the zeitgeist,
0: then they have failed. Well, we know what we know. Taken. I mean, we use that as an example. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. Taken was a big hit. We know what happens. One member of his family gets taken, Mm -hmm. or he gets taken in three movies. Mm -hmm, Boom. mm -hmm. Perfect. We know. We just know from the title somebody's taken. And then. We we knew about the gray because the gray was all about wolves. That's what we're talking about. The grays are wolves. Right, right. And we knew that. I knew that without even finding it out. I don't even know how I knew that. I've just always known it. Right. And that's where Honest Thief fails, is that I haven't always known what this movie is about. So therefore, mm-hmm. it's a failure. Yeah, and it's
1: true. With the, with the Liam Neeson action movies that have hit, nonstop taking the commuter, you, you you know those plots right from the stop, from the start. Like, those plots have all been very uh, ethereal. They've been out there. And Honest Thief never hit that point where people just walking down the street, you know, you stop 10 random people, do a man on the street bit. nine of them will be able to tell you what the plot of Honest Thief is. It's, it never yeah. hit that point.
0: And that's where you get walk among the tombstones. That was a failure for him because, yes, okay, it's evocative. We know that he's walking amongst tombstones. But what's he doing and why? Right, right, right. right. That we'd never—I never just knew. So, therefore, it's a failure. Right. Whereas you look at the number three
1: movie, which I think we've said it every week, it is is overperforming the war with Grandpa— go randomly stop 10 people on the street today ask them what is the war with grandpa about they'll be able to tell you
0: yeah it's right there um and that it, that's why it's succeeding that's why it's number 3 yep it made 1.2 million so not that far behind honest thief it may fl- it may flip flop with honest thief in the in the coming weeks i think war with
1: grandpa has more uh goodwill and momentum than honest thief
0: does there's a distinct possibility down 33.6 percent still in 2365 theaters added 20 theaters as you said yep it's at eleven point four million dollars. I mean, I mean, it's this is a movie that's been successful in COVID.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a hit. And when you look at your number two movie, your number three movie, what you have is a battle between two older men. And I think in that battle, the war with Grandpa is the clear
0: winner. mm Hmm. Yeah, I think um, the closer we get to to family time, which mm-hmm. we are getting close to because of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, if the War with Grandpa can stay in theaters, I mean, you're going to see some people going there, bringing the whole fam.
1: Yeah, you know, it reminds me of a year ago when we were doing the show. I think we had probably just started the B.O. Boys just a few months in, November 2019. And we kept talking about uh, the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie.
0: What the hell was that called? Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood.
1: Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And how that movie was opening in early November and really needed to hang on and do its business over Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, just hang
0: on long enough.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it quite—you know, it was definitely a Thanksgiving movie. I think we actually saw it together Thanksgiving weekend. But it didn't really go into it with enough momentum to do the kind of business it would have wanted to do. War with Grandpa has a shot. If it could hang on, if it could maybe flip-flop with Honest Thief, move up in the rankings— it starts to become something of a box office darling, something of a story, and something maybe that Thanksgiving weekend, it could really make its bones.
0: Yeah, it's, and I think more than, you know, more than a normal time, this has a chance to have a long run because we're looking at. Number four, Tenant, mm-hmm. which is out of the million-dollar club, it's now at eight hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars, down thirty-one point nine percent. It's I'm not seeing anything on Box Office Mojo about theaters or theater changes or anything because yeah, very I think interesting. Basically, just Warner Brothers has given up with they don't they don't want to show what's happening we know what's happening so there's no way to hide it now warner right. brothers right 53.8 million dollars we're maybe maybe going to touch 55 before this thing is out uh yeah it's 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 not looking good now i will have to admit i did think hocus pocus was going to overtake it you did it made twice as much as hocus pocus which was at 6 but I do feel like if Hocus Pocus would have come out maybe a few weeks later, it definitely overtakes Tenet during this this, uh, Halloween window. Yeah, Hocus Pocus came out right at the beginning of
1: October. Like, Hocus Pocus played throughout the month of October. If it had just had all of its theatrical business just on this Halloween weekend, it probably could have challenged Come Play for the number one spot. But I think Hocus Pocus... They, they, Hocus Pocus wanted to own October both in theaters and on television. Because Hocus Mm -hmm. Pocus is pretty much playing on Freeform, along with being on Disney Plus and the Disney Channel. It is playing nonstop. So October was Hocus Pocus month. It racked up $4.8 million this month in the theater. It's on TV all the time. You know, they 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 own the month. Yeah. But Tenet, yeah, I mean Tenet, uh, listen, uh, we're beating a dead horse, but sometimes a dead horse just is, needs to be beaten, I guess, and Tenet is is a
0: disaster. Well, here's the thing, you don't have to beat a dead horse if there's more live horses around. Mm-hmm. There's not enough live horses to to beat. Right. We have to right, beat a right. dead horse. Give right. me more live horses and I'll beat them till the day is over. Till or the day if there is were, done.
1: Or if there are other dead horses. Like I think we leave the live horses alone, but if you've only if I've only got one dead horse, that's the only dead horse you could beat. If you got a field of dead horses, then you can move around, and beat other dead horses. But Tenet is the is the it's the one dead horse that we got, and it it no one's the thing about Tenet as a dead horse is no one's moving this horse.
0: My my assumption with mm-hmm. the saying, beating a dead horse is that you beat that horse a live horse to death and then didn't stop, so gotcha, you are gotcha. beating live horses.
1: Gotcha. See, I, my my thing was just you're a person who only beats dead horses, and that's that's the a only... coward. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Because if you're not beating live horses to death, then then you're going around beating already dead horses. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's a what coward I'm doing now. Yeah, I don't.
1: My my thing though is. Tenet is a dead horse, and usually when a horse is dead, someone moves it. They bury it. They uh, turn it into glue, whatever. I don't know. I've never owned a horse. I probably never will, so I'm not sure what you do with the dead horse, but you don't leave it there forever. But Tenet, as a horse, has been dead for weeks and weeks, and yet no one's moving it out of this top ten completely. You're just letting that dead horse just sit in the field,
0: yeah. Well, we speaking of a, a tenant and dead yes. horses. Mm-hmm. So we we got a little email from our man Adam from the stacks. Yes, who, who self was,
1: self self refers as Adam from the stacks.
0: Yeah. So he was. He sent us two emails. We'll get to another one uh, when we talk about Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. But he was talking because we talked last week about how we we fear for the movie theater employees who have to check the box during tenant and see, you know, at the end hear that the tenant soundtrack at the end with the credits like how that is affecting their their mental health. Right, well, right. Adam seems to think that it's it it wouldn't be uh, bad for mental health because he says If Mm -hmm. I worked in a movie theater and had the privilege, the privilege of seeing Tenet play over and over as I pretended to clean, I would, one, this is Adam, pull down my pants. Two, pull out my wiener. Mm -hmm. Three, hump the screen, grateful for the privilege of being allowed to stand in the presence of Christopher Nolan's greatest film. Okay. Yeah. And then he goes on to say if Dunkirk and Tenet got into a fight, Tenet would shoot Dunkirk backwards using a bullet from 1917. COVID 1917. You should have said, Adam, but still, otherwise. So many hot takes in this email. Yeah. I well, don't even Adam, know where to start.
1: Adam from the Stacks is famously a Tenet apologist. He emailed us for the first time, uh, you know, sometime in September. Waxing poetic about Tenet. So he loves it. Great. Here's what I'll say about this. So Adam, Mm -hmm. of course, is saying what he would do if he was working in a movie theater while Tenet was playing. Which is,
0: one, pull down my pants. Number two, pull out my wiener. Number three, hump the screen. Right. Gratefully. Right.
1: Now, I think that he would, even, even for... This, the standards of working in a movie theater, I think this would get him in a decent amount of trouble, right especially right now I, I think I think you could get away with this a year ago, but I do think that health hygiene, uh you know, because of the pandemic are at such a high alert that this would be, very problematic if he was a movie theater employee and pulled out his wiener and humped the screen
0: i mean i think i think i think the fact that i think the assumption is that he's by himself
1: gotcha okay but for how long how i mean dunkirk is a long movie so i'm assuming they're turning these screenings over Pretty quickly, although I guess they've got to leave. No, to they to have clean. to do the
0: whole show of cleaning.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's gonna
0: have plenty of time to hump to his heart's content.
1: So you think in this situation, Adam from the stacks, he's working in a movie theater. He's got the whole room by himself for a decent period of time. There's no one else also pretending to clean, checking the box, anything like that.
0: If not, and if they are, they're on their phone. I think whatever happens mm-hmm. while you're looking at your phone doesn't count. Gotcha. Okay, as long so, as they're not affecting you directly.
1: So Adam maybe is able to get away with this if he worked in a movie theater. I thought it would be, I thought it would be tough because again, health protocols are at a premium right now. But you think Adam could get away with pulling out his wiener, humping a screen if he worked in a movie theater?
0: I, I listen, and I also sorry, I, I, I'm going to say it, I, and I'm no scientist. I'm not Doctor Fauci. I don't think you can get COVID from a penis. Oh,
1: I don't want to start spreading that. I I've heard confirmed From a dry
0: penis? From a dry penis laid on something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Especially I think I think we're assuming I think assuming dry is also a problem based on the way Adams talked about tenet. I don't think we should assume dry. Okay. I think we should I don't know you should never assume dry. But I think in this case especially, I don't think we should assume dry at all. Okay,
0: that my my thesis, yeah. my theory, only okay. applies to dry,
1: yeah, a, a I drop a liquid should... and
0: it's all out the window.
1: right, right. And again, I'm just going based on how effusive Adam has been about Tenet. in this email, he uses the word privilege twice in talking about seeing it, so I yeah. think based on that, we cannot assume
0: dry, okay. I mean I th- I think the thing is he's just he's 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 debunking what he's trying to debunk what we're saying about the uh, the mental effects of of tenant over and over again. And well, he, his his hypothesis is that he would not have an issue with it. Although I do think Adam man you're not in the trenches right now.
1: Right. You're not seeing it over and over again. You're not checking the box during ten and you know, five times a day. I I don't I don't know if you would be pulling out your wiener or pulling down your pants and humping the screen if you actually work there and this was your life
0: over and over and over again. I I, I don't know. Well here's the thing. If you're a theater owner right and you're hiring, which would seem crazy because I don't I don't know if you would be hiring In this time, it's more like you're furloughing and laying people off. Right, right. But with Adam's consent, obviously, if you are a theater owner Mm -hmm. and you're interested in hiring Adam to work at your theater because you feel like this is okay, like this is Mm -hmm. an okay practice and you're all right with it, email us and we'll hook you up with Adam's LinkedIn.
1: Yes, yes. Email us at theboboyspodcast@gmail.com at If you're a theater owner who's looking... To hire Adam. and I mean, the thing is, also, I don't know if Adam from the Stacks is is looking for a job. He's never expressed that. It doesn't matter. But I I think he would... I think this is also Adam from the Stacks' chance to put his money where his mouth is, you know, his wiener where the screen is, and go work at a movie theater for a week, watch Tenet over and over again, and let's put this to the test.
0: Because they might be hiring a crop of new people who have not been exposed to tenant for as yes. long. Yes,
1: yes, that is true. They may specifically need people to make a show of cleaning during tenant because the 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 employees have just asked out. Said you got to put me on the war with grandpa detail. You got to put me on uh, on a steep detail. I can't do tenant anymore. So do you think the tenant detail tenant
0: cleaners? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Tenant detail is like the Russian front. When they used to always talk about that in Hogan's Heroes, where right. it's like, I don't wanna say se- I don't want to get sent to the Russian front.
1: Right, right. I don't want to get sent to, to tenant front. Yeah, it could be. And listen, there we go. Adam from the Stacks, he's a volunteer. He wants to be right he wants to be on the front.
0: Well, you're gonna have to take a bullet, maybe Adam. Yeah. But
1: you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a curious. A backwards I'm curi- bullet. Mm. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what would actually happen if Adam from the Stacks was working at a theater and was exposed to and over and over again. Uh, I don't know if he would do what he says he did. And also, I still don't know if the theaters would be okay with it, though. You're probably right that no one would know. That's the main thing.
0: No one. No one. No one would know. Okay. People have other things to worry about than Adam's penis.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Clayton, let's move on to some of the big uh, stories of the day. Again, today is Tuesday, November 3rd. And we are going through the big stories that everyone is uh, caring about right now. And I would say one of the big ones right now that everyone's thinking about across the country is Wonder Woman 1984 is still scheduled for a December twenty fifth release, um, and I uh, I just want to bring up an article written by uh, the great Scott Mendelson, box office writer at Forbes and legacy columnist. Definitely a legacy columnist, and he is really beating the drums, sounding the alarms alarms that I've already sounded, drums I've already beaten, that... We've both beaten these drums. We've all beaten these drums, different drums, different, you know, different venues to for the drums. But he wrote an article that just published today saying that Wonder Woman has to move. He's really pushing for this has got to move to June. And his big take is that Warner Brothers... Again, it's a drum we've beaten, but it's worth beating. Warner Brothers cannot offer up another giant movie as a sacrificial lamb. They already sacrificed Tenant, And I think both of us would argue Tenet might not have been as big of a hit, even if there wasn't the pandemic. But they sacrificed Pan- uh, Tenant. They can't sacrifice Wonder Woman just for the
0: sake of giving
1: theaters something to put out over Christmas. Um,
0: well, because... Mendelssohn was saying that he thought Wonder Woman 1984 in a non-COVID world would have been the highest domestic earner of the whole summer. Yep. And he's still saying that for next
1: summer. You know, he thinks that if Wonder Woman waits to open until uh, early June next year, he is pretty confident that is the biggest domestic earner of the summer. It'll be bigger than... James Bond, it'll be bigger than Fast 9, it'll be bigger than uh, the new Marvel movie, it'll be bigger than Black Widow you know, he he thinks this is a giant movie and they would be taking a huge bath on it if they open in December, which, I mean, listen, I totally agree with that, I feel like you have the opposing take of what they should do with it which if you want to restate it for I know,
0: here, I, I think there's a possibility. Mm. I think there's a possibility that it goes to HBO Max. And, and and that the only reason I'm saying that is because streaming is the future. Disney has doubled down on it. We know that Disney's looking at Theatrical as a legacy platform. HBO Max is lagging behind. And if it wants to survive with its high price point, because it's got a high price point compared to a lot of the other places. Mm. Because even I know Netflix just raised their uh, just raised their monthly, but I mean, it's been so cheap for so long right. that charge me two more dollars whatever. I've had you forever, Netflix. I'm not dropping you because you're gonna add two dollars to my bill. I know that's wrong and I should worry about those two dollars, especially now, but I'm just not going to. I'm just gonna be honest. But HBO Max is already 14.99 from the jump. Mm-hmm it needs to start packing on these big can't miss things or it's going to fall behind now i don't know what their business plan is i don't know if again it's just uh, another facet of their company that they're not really like worried so much about it they're making warheads and other things right. you know the parent company of warner so maybe they don't care that much. They, they're they like, well, we have to have a streaming network, and that's fine. HBO Max will do. But I do think there's a possibility. You say there's no possibility. I always think that there's a possibility. I
1: think there's no possibility. But I would love – because he hasn't touched You'd give it,
0: it a 0%. 0%. No, Pat, you said – 0%. You, I, you're you giving it 0%. That's fucking insane to give anything 0%. 0%. Because – got to go hard. I would – I go hard. I wouldn't ne- – I wouldn't even give zero percent to a gopher burrowing into my ass tonight and sleeping there and then burrowing out in the morning before I wake up. If you asked me what chance that that was going to happen was, I would not say zero. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Well, you know me, though. Yeah, you
1: know well, me. I also know that you're – listen, we've talked about on this show, you're often in shed. You know, so when you're in shed, there is the, with the scenario you outlined about a gopher burrowing into your ass and burrowing out the next day. Yeah, that's not a zero percent uh, scenario. Warner Brothers, though, foregoing the entire theatrical run of Wonder Woman 1984 and instead putting on an HBO Max, that to me is a zero percent scenario. Gopher in your ass tonight is low. I'm I'm not crazy. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's that's not zero. Wonder Woman going straight to streaming is zero.
0: So, okay, w- yeah. we're getting into Streamo Boy territory here. Yeah. We're not Streamo boys. The the reason why it's a no-brainer that this moves. Mm-hmm. Which you called, so this would be this would go along with 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 you because when we did our stay, move or stream, mm-hmm. I'm I'm whatever. What what did we pick? We picked six movies. Six
1: movies. We picked two. We I'm, each had to pick two to move. And Wonder Woman eighty four was one of my moves.
0: Yeah, I'm six for six. Everything that I've done, I've said, has happened. Yes. So I'm good. Because Come Play was my last one, and it stayed in theaters, and we're good to go. So I'm six for six. Yes,
1: yes. You finish with we'll Come Play.
0: Yeah. So, the reason why this is going to move. And you're going to get that win is because Europe is closing down again. Mm -hmm. And that is where this movie made the bulk of its money, or at least a very, very large amount of its money. Now, it did very well domestically, obviously, and we're a domestic show, and that's what we talk about. But once in a while, we have to talk about foreign, especially when, you know, the reason why Tenet was released was because they thought they could get some good money foreign because you know the European nations and places like that had opened back up, and it, and did. it did. It's at three hundred some million, which is not you know huge Nolan numbers, but it's fine.
1: I mean, the thing about Tenant when it came out, the you're right, the saving grace was what it did foreign, and Tenant coming out in September did come out sort of at the perfect time when the European theaters were pretty much all open and things seem to be going okay. You know, Wonder Woman, though, coming out in December would be such a different story because it will not have nearly as many... It won't have as many worldwide theaters, and it will have less uh, domestic theaters. The domestic uh, uh, theater business was in a much better shape in terms of openings in September than it would be uh, December
0: 25th. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah, we're we're looking at less theaters then than now, right? Which is insane to think. Right,
1: Wonder Woman coming out in December is kind of as if they had just decided to put Wonder Woman out last April or May. You know, like you're going to be yeah. in, in in a similar like start of the pandemic situation when it comes to uh, available theaters. It, even worse because you you can't have it playing drive-ins in the middle of December.
0: Well, yeah, that's, and that's the thing. That's what we're seeing probably Honest Thief losing, going back to Honest Thief, yeah. that's probably losing a lot of theaters because of drive-ins and places that those sort of movies thrived in. Yes, yes. The reason Unhinged— Those action-y movies.
1: Yeah, Unhinged is going to do more than double what Honest Thief did is because Unhinged got that early start and was able to really get some drive-in money.
0: So, so we're talking, Wonder you Woman. know, War Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. We both agree that it's gonna it's move. It's move. a move. no. It's a slam. It's a slam dunk. I, I would, I, w- I me, would love to feed.
1: hear uh, our boy Scott Mendelson, legacy writer at Forbes. I would love to hear his opinion on your theory that Wonder Woman could go to HBO Max. You know, and. and whether he writes as an article or I think in a more effective way, come onto the Bo boys, hash it out, hear Clayton out, go back and forth, let the people judge I would love to I would love to be a part of that, but we'll see
0: yeah we 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 say every every episode come on the show yep. he hears it on the street yep. he's going to hear it. What do you think people are going to be str- screaming at him tomorrow? of course. Of course. They're going to be – go on the show. Just go on the show already. Go on the show, Mendelssohn. Yeah. And he'll know. Oh, he knows what show. Yeah. Of course he knows what show. Yeah. So Wonder Woman, we know it's going to move. We we assume it's going to move where everybody thinks it's going to move, where it's going to go into the summer. Mm-hmm. And it's going to open the same – around the same time the first one did four years yep. ago it's going to push the conjuring 3 out of there into the fall which makes sense like you got to keep it in september yeah the conjuring like, movies you're going to see a, they don't do well in the summer well
1: i think the no i think the first one was a summer movie but i think now the conjuring franchise is definitely sorry roughied. the conjuring franchise is definitely weaker than it has been and i think now it really does need that sort of fall spooky release date to really capitalize the
0: september baby it's a september baby it's fine it
1: spots you know that that's where it needs to be
0: yeah so so that's the assumption is that wonder woman pops that out conjuring goes to it's it's home in fall Mm mm-hmm and, and, you know, I think that's the way to go. I think just because the problem is they're going to have to start doing ads and Thanksgiving's coming up. You got to start doing ads and that's a lot of money to put out for a movie that might not come out. I think the only reason we haven't heard anything is because we'll probably hear something later this week.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: I think, I think the early, the, you know, with everything going on with Come Play and and War with Grandpa and, and all this yeah and War with Grandpa and all these all the all the news that's front loaded in the beginning of this week we're going to hear something about Wonder Woman 1984 by the end of this week if if not early next week yeah
1: no I agree because if you're Warner Brothers you look at the beginning of this week you look at you know what the Bo boys are probably going to be covering on Tuesday November 3rd and you just think it's too packed. You know, there is, mm-hmm. there is uh, war with grandpa, honest thief news that they're going to have to get through. Let's wait until Friday. So I agree. I think Friday we could be – I think Friday we could be hearing some big news.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll put a pin in that. But now you had a story about AMC, which is yep. – AMC, man, they are struggling, like all theaters yeah. are. But they're on the brink. Yeah. And they've been for a while. Even before this, they were in trouble.
1: Yeah. So this, the I think the last story we'll cover today is pretty much that AMC, that chain, continues to be in a lot of trouble. Are they going to declare bankruptcy? That's still out there. And the CEO of AMC, Adam Anron... He uh, he had a, a, a conference call with a lot of Wall Street analysts about the state of AMC. And the word coming out of that, you know, we had, we, listen, we got ears, eyes and ears all over the place, that he was channeling Winston Churchill. He was putting up a wartime front in his speech. And he said, we shall fight on. That is what the CEO of AMC said. And he basically is also letting everyone know they need money, they need cash, but he is still confident that they will be able to find investors, new money, people who want to dump money into keeping the AMC chain alive. Mm-hmm. So it's... it's an attempt at being inspiring, I don't know if it is inspiring. Do you feel inspired by AMC CEO Adam Enron? Aaron? Adam Aaron
0: Yeah, you know no. Okay. But I, I it's hard it's hard for me to feel inspired lately about anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling more realistic okay. than anything. Okay. And, and I think you can fight on, but that doesn't mean that you're going to succeed. Just by saying, I'm going to fight, does not necessarily mean that the fight will end in success. Right. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't fight. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if he wanted to inspire confidence, he would say, we will fight and we will win mm. or we will try and we will succeed as opposed to, well, we'll fight, you know, because you can just fight. You could be a drunk, go into a bar that has no real intention other than to stir up shit being like, oh, I'm going to fight mm. and I'm going to continue to fight. Well, for what? No, I'm just fighting because I like it and I want to, I want to, I'm drunk and I want to bloody someone's face. Right. That, that doesn't inspire me. I need to know that success is at the other end of this. Right,
1: right. Right, so AMC is, that, is the drunk at the bar, and, you know, reality is the bouncer who's throwing him out on his face.
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm going to swing until someone gives me money. Right, right, right. I'm going to fight until someone gives me money. That that only works if you're an aspiring UFC Right, if you're fighter. a professional
1: fighter, you could get paid money to fight. If you are the CEO of AMC... I don't think investors are going to give you money just to fight.
0: Yeah. If I walk into a if I walk into a stop and shop and I say I'm going to fight till someone gives me money. Mm-hmm. That's not inspiring. That's I mean it's inspiring a call to the cops. Right. But other than that, it's not going to I'm not going to have a bunch of shoppers throw down their English muffins and say, "You know what? I'm with that guy." Right, right. Let's do this. Right. He's just screaming
1: about fighting in the middle of of the bread aisle.
0: And this guy's on a Zoom, right? It's got to be a Zoom. Nothing's inspiring, nothing's inspiring on a Zoom. Right. Everything is the same on the Zoom. Yeah. If you're in a Zoom with somebody, they could be like you want a million dollars or you know, your your leg's going to fall off. And I'd have the same reaction cuz it's a Zoom call. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, cuz he was quoting Churchill, but it's true. He's quoting Churchill in a Zoom. You know, if Churchill himself had given these speeches on a Zoom instead of, you know, in front of people or on a radio, like radio is a much more inspiring platform than a Zoom. Yeah. If if yeah, I w- he should have got himself into a radio station, that may have been, that might be something. But doing... You know, doing these these uh, Churchill quotes on a Zoom, it's got to be pretty flat.
0: Oh, it's so that's so pathetic. That's just pathetic. Now, now more than yeah, now more than ever, I'm depressed by it and uninspired. And it's not even inspired, like inspiring. We're not even talking about being inspired. It's like, how depressed am I by this? Mm -hmm. Very, Mm -hmm. very depressed Mm -hmm. would be my answer. Yeah. I mean, are you inspired? I'm not inspired.
1: No, I'm with you. It's I, I I, end up on Zoom for work so much that I, I cannot be inspired on Zoom. He's got to get himself on television or radio to inspire me.
0: And and, and, and not to, listen, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to blow up your spot and we can, well, we can't because this is a raw feed, but y- you've met celebrities on Zoom. Yes. I'll just say. Yes. You've talked to celebrities on Zoom. Yes, yes. And, and, does it feel like you've met these celebrities cuz you've met celebrities in person? Right. D- and and great thinkers and and people like that you've met these people in person. But I would assume that they kind of pale it pales in conspir- in experience, uh, you know, when you are zooming with somebody yes. as opposed to even you know having a cursory shaking their hand. Right. I mean I would say person.
1: it is Meeting someone in person, real life, face to face, shaking their hand. Meet a celebrity that way. That's top. I would mm-hmm. say number two is just being in a in a in a cafe or something and seeing someone a few tables over. That's two. Zoom is three. Even if on Zoom they are directly mm-hmm. addressing you, Zoom is three. So yeah, I I, I do wonder what the Wall Street analysts reaction was seeing the CEO of AMC do this Churchill speech as one of like 17 squares on their laptop. And or, they're also or,
0: probably clicking through right. like articles. I mean, they're on, you know, they're on Daily Beast. Right, they're right. they're probably not paying attention. Right.
1: A few of them might be tubing in it, you know. You, you can't put that
0: past. I mean, you can't put it past someone. Right.
1: Right. Right. So you got this one, this guy in a tiny window, quoting Churchill, begging for billions of dollars for movie theaters. Right. You're, you're, you're on ESPN.com. The guy in the box next to you is he's doing a tubing. It's a mess. Yeah. 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 Um. So we'll see. I mean, listen, we always say it. We only hope for the best with. The movie business, theatrical. I think AMC, we've talked about it. They're making a smart move by shortening the theatrical window at Universal so that they could get more new movies in there. I hope AMC pulls through it. Um, I don't think this Churchill speech will be looked at as a pivotal moment in the comeback of AMC. We could say that.
0: He should have done it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talk to me when it's on TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Maybe the all right maybe the
1: lip sync of his speech when it's done on TikTok, maybe that'll be what takes off. That could help them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it could be a challenge. Right. Right. Right.
1: What's his name, this dude? Adam Aaron, CEO of AMC. Do the
0: Adam Aaron Churchill challenge on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yes, can we get that trending? Get that
1: trending with hashtag B.O. Boys, yeah, and hashtag Adam Aaron uh, TikTok Churchill Challenge. You'll figure out the TikTok. Oh, yeah, the, you'll figure out the hashtags out there. That's for you to figure out.
0: Yeah. So, wow, what a special! Our 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 very first in in. I guess what this we're gonna do this every every so often. Yes, big election night special, and I think you don't get more special than this. Yeah,
1: I I think we'll make this a tradition. I think every election, I think we've got to we've got to follow up on this because this is a huge episode.
0: Yeah, so every what three plus years around that time, you know, it's not always on the same night. It's always in the same month. Yeah. Which is good. So we can plan that way. Yeah. But yeah, I think this was big. I think you know, if you don't if you don't come out of this special knowing what the future holds then there's nobody that's going to be able to tell you that. Yeah.
1: This is the information you needed. So Clayton, I think I think we've done it. So listeners out there yeah
0: where can they find us pat
1: i mean email us at the bo boys podcast at gmail.com just like our buddy adam from the stacks did You email us we'll probably end up talking about it on the show you know yeah. if you, if you have if you bring the heat like adam from the stacks did you'll end up driving the conversation on the show which i think is huge um also of course rate and review us on your Apple podcast app or whatever app you're using. And you heard it a couple of weeks ago. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts, we'll read it on the show. So this is again, a chance to get manifestos read.
0: Yes. And you this is what, this is what people don't understand. People write their manifestos and they just assume there's going to be so many avenues for them to read them and i think that's a very naive thing and i wish it was taught more in schools mm-hmm. to not expect so many avenues to be able to read your manifesto mm-hmm. because there's not many right and this is one of them and you shouldn't pass that yeah. up
1: and there i think Just, there are less and less as time goes on
0: i think oh absolutely n- with, with the way media's being controlled and you know and, and things like that it's like a, a show like ours fully independent mm-hmm. um you know, Angel invested. Mm-hmm. We won't get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've got somebody, you know, money has to come from yeah. somewhere. Is all I'm saying.
1: AMC's yours are burning now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get too excited, Churchill. So we, you know, we can give you that avenue. And I think you should take it. And don't let laziness or the idea that some better venue is going to come around – to be able to read your manifesto just take the one that's guaranteed all you have to do is is give us a a five-star review Mm -hmm. that's the easiest way to get your manifesto into the ether yes and who knows you could change the world for good or bad five stars find out yeah and um Patreon, talking about Patreon. AMC should start a Patreon. That's maybe something they should do. Yeah, it's not a bad uh, idea. Or GoFundMe. Yeah. IndieGoGo. So, but we are not doing Patreon right now because of everything that's going on. There's so many places you can spend your money that we feel like they'd be uh, uh, it'd be better use other places. We do this for the love, not for the filthy lucre. But what we will say is that you should go over to our boy Jake Folguness Patreon, because this is a guy that's doing work, and and Pat, you've 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 been over there, right? You've been hanging out at the I, in the Patreon, the Folguness Patreon. Yeah,
1: I've I've been spending a lot of time over at Jake Folguness's Patreon recently, and especially in these times. You know, there's a lot going on. People are, are anxious about a lot of things. You know, uh, we've talked about it on the show, of course. And Jake Fulton Patreon is just such a fun, cool place to hang out. It's It's my chill zone. You know, when I need to chill out, max out, really just forget about the world and just enjoy myself. I go to Jake Volgenäs's Patreon and I just have a ball. I can't recommend it uh high, more highly. Listen, there's there's Squirt TV clips. There are full Squirt TV episodes and there are Squirt TV episode commentaries depending on the Tiers and, you know, whichever way you go, you're going to you're going to love it. I've loved it. I've really really loved hanging out Jake Volgenäs's Patreon. A lot of cool stuff going on there.
0: Great. So go over there and and I would say give, but it's not giving. It's because you're getting something.
1: No. It's not a charity, huh? No. It's 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 an experience. It's a it's a great, cool experience. I, I'm really I'm I'm really loving it.
0: It's a community. Mm-hmm. All right, Pat. Well, geez, we did it. Yep. And in record time, so there's nothing left to say. But until next time. Will we'll smell, smell you,
1: you at, at the, the box, box office. office. Nailed it. Nailed.